listening to Healthy Mind, Happy Life with Jen and Kate, episode 22. Hey babes, this is Healthy Mind, Happy Life, your go-to podcast for life and spiritual coaching. Ladies, it's time to step into a new kind of confidence, one where you stop searching for and instead embrace who you are. Each week, we will bring you tools for mindset shifts, connecting with yourself, and living the life you desire guilt-free. Now, onto the show with your hosts, Caitlin Englert and Jen Morgan. So today we have a very special guest, someone who is a personal mentor of mine in the world of dance. Her name is Donna Carnow. And I just must say, like, it has been such a pleasure to watch you grow personally and professionally over the last few years. So my first experience with you, I think you were subbing in a class for Kira at body and pole, which I'll have you introduce yourself and and what you do and where you work. But so my first experience with you was that. And I remember I was like, oh, Kira's not teaching the class. And I was with my friend and she was like, it's fine. Donna's awesome. And I hadn't met you yet. And then I came to your, your class and you really did provide this amazing experience. And I think that it's because you show up so authentically and genuinely in your classes. And I, even now, like years later, right? Like I've seen how teachers or, um, um, instructors will shift, you know, and when they do become really popular or their careers really grow, like that shifts, they're not as authentic or present in their classes, but I have not seen that shift for you right? Like you're still very, you just show up, you give it your all and you have this really good energy with each person in the class. Thank you so so much. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that. Um, but I really would like you to just give us like a little introduction about who you are, what you do and, and, uh, we'll start there. Cool. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for having me. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, so my name is Donna. Um, I'm a pole dancer. I'm a choreographer. I'm a movement artist. Um, I'm an aerialist, um, a pole champion, whatever that means, <laughs> and um, a, bu- a bunch of other things. Um, and also like human being and, you know, like vegetarian, like connoisseur of all, all the yummy foods um but yeah I um I wear a lot of different hats but uh definitely movement dancing pole dancing has always felt like the thing that's been most connected to me and where I feel like I get to connect with my most authentic self um and I feel very thankful that I have the opportunity like in New York City to hold space for so many folks and meet so many people through this forum that has like literally changed the trajectory of my life so deeply thankful for that um, as Caitlin kind of mentioned, uh, I teach full-time in New York City um, at Body and Pole, which is a studio in Manhattan. Um, and I also started my own LLC this year, my own business, where I also teach out of my own space. I know, <laughs> disaster, <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> um, it's a big learning curve, but I've been very thankful for the opportunity to have it. Um, and I guess we'll also talk about that, like with the pandemic and all those things. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm primarily a pole dancing artist. Um, I also perform aerial pole um, and I teach like flexibility training, handstands, um, and I come from a modern dance background. So I have a BFA in modern dance. Um, so have a lot of different passions uh, and yeah, it kind of all like collides with one another and kind of turns into like the work that I do. So very, very thankful for all of it. Um, and also I come from like a, a power vinyasa yoga background as well. I know you guys referenced, um, we all teach the yogas. So, um, that has also been a big part of um, my teaching journey and like learning how to teach pole dancing, honestly, efficiently and well, um, it's been a huge part of my journey in New York. So yeah, that, that's essentially my life. Uh, if you were to give it a, in a nutshell, yeah. yeah, we can, we can <laughs> podcast over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, so it's 
constantly, yeah, things are just shifting all the time. Um, I've been very lucky um, and fortunate to have uh, recently booked a lot of like contracts for performing. So that's been something that's been a bigger part of my life recently. Um, I was in an off-Broadway show for the summer, which is called Seven Deadly Sins NYC. They originally had a production in Miami and then they brought a new production to New York. Um, and that was like a bananas experience. And I'm sure we'll talk about that <laughs> a little bit. Um, and then I was, I was just up in Rochester in upstate New York. I was performing at the Fringe, um, which is a big festival that happens every year. Uh, and so I was performing a pole act in like a circus tent every night for a couple of weeks. Um, and that was really fun. So it's been also really exciting and interesting to see how my art as a pole artist and pole dancer can like manifest in, in various spaces and in various um, worlds because someone that's primarily in like the concert dance, modern dance, and also um, pole dancing industry, it's exciting to feel and see it like manifesting in different spaces and in different ways. Um, so that has been also really exciting as well. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess I guess that's me. Um, yeah, I, I, it's just so good to be here. I'm so excited to talk about my journey. Yeah, it's been such an exciting journey. And to be on the other side, like I said earlier, just watching it unfold for you. And that's why I wanted to have you on as a guest, because I, the growth that I've seen, like I said, personally and professionally over, even through the pandemic, right. Where a lot of businesses are hurting, you mm -hmm. seem like your career has really taken off through all of this. So it sounds like it's been fun, but just a crazy, wild, insane, busy ride over the last yes. year or two years, I would say, I mean, how yeah, I guess we're a year and a half into the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so how I actually didn't know that you had a degree in dance in modern dance. So mm -hmm. that's one fact. Um, so have you been dancing your entire life? No. So I started, um, I started dancing, like actually taking classes when I was like 13 or 14 years old. Um, I, I grew up um, in a space where I went to a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs. There was like a large Jewish community where I grew up um, and I kept winning the dance-offs at all the bat mitzvahs. Um, and I was like, oh, I should like really go for this, huh? And so I'm so serious. This is like literally what perpetuated the beginning of all this. So I started taking like commercial hip hop classes, which is like where I was initially really passionate about. Like I love, I love to go dancing. I love connecting with the music. And that was something I was always just like really loved and like good at um, because I also just, love tearing up tearing up a good dance floor silent disco also at the fringe holy crap it was so much fun i have to talk to you more about that it was such a good time um but yeah i uh, i either way I, I started doing more like kind of commercial hip-hop work um and then uh at my high school i went to a public high school but um they had uh uh, dance department and so their department they offered modern dance um and so that's what initially got me interested in that and i got interested um in like integrating those two forms together um, and like integrating that kind of work. Uh, and I was, I loved it so much. And it like was such an incredible experience that I um, went to school for modern dance. I went to University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and, and my first day of freshman year is where I discovered pole dancing. So that's like where it also started my pole dancing journey. Um, I, because uh, University of Illinois is like a big 10 school. And so there's like a big quad day where it's like everyone walks around on the quad and like signs up for their different clubs. And it was 2013 and there was a club called Alina Pole Fitness. And it was students teaching other students how to pole dance. And I was like, I have to do this, this is amazing. And I went and I was terrible, I was so bad. <laughs> um, and it was so hard and so humbling. And I was like, I, I have to do this more. And so, um, yeah, as I was like getting my degree in dance, I was also taking pole dancing classes outside of my university classes. Um, and it was just such a big part of my life. I started teaching. Um, we opened a studio there in 2015, which is called Defy Gravity. Um, and so it, it's still in Champaign, Illinois. It's still like up and running and doing amazing. Um, but I started teaching there um, when I was 20. And then I just like kept on diving in and I um, integrated pole as my like thesis for school. So I'd made like a 17 minute pole dancing piece on four women that didn't know how to pole dance. And it was like this really weird postmodern um, like work where we used seven poles and it was like to a metronome sound score. It was like, it was wild. Um, but I like did this whole thesis and like got grants from the university to go to body and pole and train because that was like such a, like a space of inspiration because Kira, the owner there, she like had this really cool company called Era that um, integrates 
concert dance with pole dancing. Um, and so I was really interested in that work. And so, yeah, I just kind of kept chasing this dream and like ended up in New York City to do the work study at Bonnie and Pole. Um, yeah, it was just like this long ass trajectory to like eventually get to where I am. Um, but yeah, so a lot of my passion and my work and in your experience with polography is like integrating uh, my postmodern dance techniques and postmodern work with pole dancing. And so, um, yeah, there's just like this beautiful sense of like partnering also with the pole, like it's like with the centrifugal force and like you're kind of catapulting your body through space. It reminds me a lot of the sensations of like my modern dance background and moving into and out of the floor with the use of the apparatus. So um, I'm really interested in like how those two forms like kind of collide and coexist with one another. Um, and so that's like a lot of the work that I've done. Uh, but I also am like interested in in the fun splits and the pretty shapes and all that, all that good stuff. <laughs> so that that's just kind of what my entry point into this. But it's what and that's what's kind of beautiful about pole dancing. There's like so many different ways to kind of go about it and so many ways to enter the form. Um, I really went on a tangent, Caitlin. I no. really went in. <laughs> no, no, it actually, no, actually kind of known for doing that. We yeah. Nice. But it wasn't tangential because it was tangential. Tangential is a word. Yeah, she agrees. Anyway, I was thinking about how much I love this concept of, first of all, how innovative, right? That you brought these worlds together and that you didn't put it into a box. Like, oh, you can only do pole dancing this way, or you can only modern dance this way, or you can only hip hop this way. And that's one thing that I have learned over the years, but also something I try to encourage the, my students to do too, is like move in the way that feels right to them, but incorporating whatever background they're coming from. Right. So even someone that I know does roller, roller derby, I'm like, that's a thing that's becoming a thing now where I've seen girls put on their roller derby skates and do stuff around the pole. Right. Or they're, you know, they're maybe someone that's not as like fluid with their movement, but they feel more like rigid or they're really good at like the power moves or the choreography. That's okay. Right. Like taking what world, you know, and bringing it into pole dancing, there is no right or wrong way. And I totally. felt like there was for so long, like, this is how you do the move. And then that's it. Right. But training at body and pole and working with so many different instructors has taught me a whole new world. Right. And so I don't think that it was that much of a tangent because I think it shows everyone like there is no right or wrong in dance and movement in life. Right. It's just about knowing yourself and, and bringing your worlds together and that you can create what you want to create. Right. There is no box for it. Absolutely. I, I like think about this probably 17 times a day and <laughs> um, like so serious because um, I often so much I'm, I'm really interested in also in, in creativity and creative processes um, and just like also if I mean like let's be honest the way we train and organize our bodies also trains our minds and it trains our value systems and what we innately are interested in or what we um, are attuned to you know like the, the way that we organize our bodies uh, deeply affects also like our value systems and things like that. So that being said, because pole dancing is such like a high risk form and it's so codified and like certain techniques are so, well, I mean, all these techniques are so, um, it's taught in a very like kind of rigid and specific way because there is a sense of risk, right? There is a sense of like, okay, if you don't do this correctly, then you could like really fuck up your body, you know, like there, and so the, because of the way that we train our bodies in this form is so codified and so, and organized in a regimented way, I feel often that we can put ourselves inside of these boxes where we are like, we can only engage with the form in this way because this is how it's taught to us, um, opposed to taking and utilizing those techniques, which it takes, I mean, that's the other thing. It just like, takes so much damn time. Like, it's just so hard. It takes time, you know, like to get good at these techniques and these skills. But once you have like acquired these techniques and these skills, it's the application of technique and integrating these alternate forms or these alternate ways of working that makes it like really fucking interesting and exciting. Like that's when it gets really um, unique and um, I don't know, just like inspiring because it's like how these multiple things kind of collide and meet one another, you know? Um, 
So I think about this all the time and like I'm constantly in my own teaching practice and even in my own choreographic and creative practices, it's like, how am I continuing to like, I, cause I honor like that the technique is damn hard. Like I wanna, I wanna incorporate and include and like keep all like these things that have take years to, to create and to, to do in your body. But like, how do I like also offer it in like an alternative entry point or in a way that feels different or unique um, and also calling upon my other histories that I've spent years working on as well. Um, so I think that's also been a huge um, so like support for me is like being an artist that kind of comes from these two worlds. Um, and yeah, just like I, it's created some really fun, some fun products. Like I love choreographing. I love making some weird art. Um, I'm interested in like group work, dance for camera work. Um, yeah, like, and I think honestly that was like when I competed in CPC, what was the most, um, what uh, helped me win actually for the competition is because it the skills and the techniques weren't the most challenging. Like some people did some really, not that I didn't do hard things, but they did some really hard things. <laughs> um, and, and at the end of the day, I mean, if you've ever been to a competition, you know, like you're like, okay, I've seen the same like inside leg hang 752 times. Like it's, it's not necessarily what you do, it's how you do it. And it's, that's when it gets really interesting and, and art, like artful, right? Um, so very thankful for that. And like, it's something I'm continuously working towards because it can get really exciting, especially when you're like learning the crazy new techniques and the crazy new things you are like, oh, I want to do all this all this shit, but it's like, how do I continue to like artistically offer it or have it um, be integrated in a way where it is still like, it's still dance, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that's something I'm constantly working on. Yoga can be very similar to that though too, right? And it's like, you have this like blueprint, right? Like if you get so into the blueprint and for those of you that haven't gone to a yoga class, it's like, you know, this, this kind of section here and this section here and this section here and this section here. And it's like, you depending on what kind of yoga you learn usually that is there is a typical flow there it's the technique it's this pose you know perfecting this pose next pose but it's like when you can learn to bring in these like nuanced things of like this is a this is a area or a a, a kind of a pause where somebody can really challenge themselves even inside of that technique like that's when the mm -hmm. magic happens it's like what if you move your foot this way what if you pull your heel up to the ceiling then what happens so it's like you can take it as far as like just these minute little things or totally take that technique and then express it and see where it goes and i think that's one of the things about movement that i love so much is like it can be like it, it's all these the small minute things but all of but then you can just build and build and build so it's like you have this blueprint you have the technique and the technique serves a purpose and it serves a purpose of like opening the body, getting the body to move, putting the body in the right alignment, putting things in the right spatial alignment. And that stuff is like really amazing and really redeeming and it has its own place. But then it's like, what happens if we do this tiny little thing? And then the pose or the whatever expression you're doing mm -hmm. completely changes and you're like, oh my God. It clicks. Cool. Like my favorite thing is like when you, when you like have somebody in like a, like half pigeon or something, you're like, what if you do this with your foot? And then they're like, oh oh you know like your hip opens up in this totally different way from this like, eyeballs in the back of the like, skull what happens oh. if you push your big toe into my hand and they're like <laughs> I don't know if you've that, ever taken one of Donna's flexibility classes you might not feel that way but then yes. you go home and you're like oh that was great That's yeah you're like you I feel more flexible yeah. I feel like I could be a contortionist now <laughs> I didn't know where that it's, is. So <laughs> it's so true and it's like and that's also what's beautiful is because like as you're like kind of like sussing out those nuances like it's also like getting a deeper understanding of said techniques like you know like a good old warrior too like she can be brand new every time because also we're like forever changing beings you know but like that that's a beautiful thing it's like and and I think honestly teaching yoga is like also what's given me a lot of tools to be like a really effective pole teacher as well as like you have to have like a, a thousand different ways to also like kind of say the same thing in your arsenal like you have to have like so many different tools in your toolbox to because the language that you offer to one person or the tactile information you offer to one person might land for one person then not the other you know and so it's like having all of these skill sets is what makes you like an effective communicator and teacher and someone that can hold space for like so many different kinds of humans um so I like I'm right there with you it's like it's it's such a beautiful thing and that's why 
I also, as a teacher and like as a practitioner, another thing I've just noticed, like the longer I'm in the pole dancing world and journey is like a lot of people when they get to a certain level, like they don't take class anymore. Like they're, they just stop like taking class. And I, I feel like if you're ever teaching a technique, you have to always constantly be taking someone else's class always. It doesn't matter if it's like significantly under your level or maybe it's like a class of like something that you that you've never like like sort of like that you've never done before, like ceramics. Like who knows how that relates to pole dancing, right? Like I literally did that in the winter. <laughs> and it turns out I'm real bad at it. But it's okay. Yeah. You tried it. Hard as hell. I sure did. Yeah. I can only imagine. I have not been there. But it's like it. It, I don't know the, the way like understanding and being in the role of a student and like seeing how other people hold space and seeing how people offer things like that is like such an integral important thing um and I feel like that's also where you can maintain like your passion because I feel very lucky to do what I love as my job and sometimes it can get really tricky being like what is a day off when I also want to pull dance every day all day but it's also like you need to you need to like continue fueling your art and your body and your passion by also giving it space and entering it in different ways and alternative ways. Um, so yeah, like definitely there with you 672% about like these nuances and all these things. And like, I feel like some of that is really identified when you go and take someone else's class and you see a different way of someone entering that skill or entering that technique. Um, it's yeah, it's just so that that's what's kept me fired up to be honest, is like continuing to take other people's classes and seeing the way people explain things um, and then sharing that passion with my students. Um, I feel very thankful for that. I even see that with coaching though mm-hmm. too. Like, it's like one of those things where like, cause I've been coaching now, this is like, I don't even know what year, seven, eight, I don't know, time. It's all an illusion. <laughs> time. This elusive <laughs> construct. What is yeah. it? <laughs> I've been doing what I love for a long time. And, but it, it's funny because I remember getting to certain points with, within like, I, you know, I was always like doing like my work and, you know, um, expanding. And then there, I kind of got to this place where, like you said, like the teachers, they get to a certain place and then they're like, eh, you know, like they stopped taking someone else's class or whatever. And I remember doing that a little bit. And like, I stopped, you know, being, you know, maybe it was like doing somebody else's program or working with my own coach or, you know, even, even Mm -hmm. times when I've had business coaches, like, oh, okay, you know, I think I come to like the top of it. And then I realize in those, in those times when I've done that, it's like, even though you, you might have heard the same thing 20 times, it, it sometimes takes 21 to land it. And then you, and then you realize it. So it's like having, keep going is so valuable, even if it's just like showing up because I find for me, it's like, uh, it just, it's a container for me to show up and be present. And if I have containers for me Mm -hmm. to show up and be present, things present themselves. Mm -hmm. They just do. So true. Sometimes I am the type of person where like, sometimes I'm like, oh, oh, put the hands on the stove. Oh, somebody's like, the stove's hot. I'm like, eh, meh, meh, you know, like 20 (laughs) times. And it takes me like, oh, oh, that's what they were trying to say. It might be five years of somebody telling me the same thing, but it didn't land because of where I was in my life. And so it's like, keep showing up and keep showing up and being present. And then, then those things unfold, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, there's never any top to, especially with self-expression in any way, like whether it's dance, whether it's certain types of movement, whether it's um, painting, whether it's however you show up and express yourself, if you just keep showing up, that shows up for you. But if mm. you stop showing up, you know, it's like, you, you can kind of go to that place where it becomes this like, or, or what I've noticed in my own life too, if I don't allow my self-expression to move and I pigeonhole myself, I've done that before. I pigeonholed myself with yoga for a while. I was like, well, yoga is what it is. And that's how I know how to self-express myself. And, you know, so I would go and I would go to practice. And then after a while, there was something about it where I was just like, I'm not feeling it. I think I got into, you know, cause I was teaching and taking and, and it became my, I mean, I was going ham, you know, as, as, yeah. as it were. Um, but I, I felt like I couldn't express myself inside of that container anymore. And I kind of, I, I temporarily outgrew that box, but I was like, I kept telling myself like, no, you got to keep doing it. You got to keep, you know? And so then it's like, we become so rigid at showing up in that way. It's like, can you, if you're a creative person and you're somebody who self expresses, can you allow yourself to, to know when your expression has moved and then you, you can welcome yourself back if you get back to that place. I think that's like magic. Cause I, I couldn't figure that out for a long time. It's like, I kept saying it had to be this. It had to be this. It had to be this. And 
and I actually come from an art background and so it was like painting and making art and when I had, was expressing myself like and putting my emotion into it and I got bad not necessarily bad feedback I would say but like I felt like mm-hmm. uh, my art wasn't being appreciated in the way that I wanted to I shut down and my creativity I kept saying like why can't I paint anymore why because I got in my head mm-hmm. and I got in a weird place like why can't yeah. I paint anymore why can't I create anymore in this way and I, for, for years, I kept like, you know, putting that pressure on myself. And, and, and then one day I realized it just moved. It wanted to move. It moved mm-hmm. into writing, you know, it moved into, yeah. it moved into, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so seeing it as a container. Actually going yeah. off of that, I am curious, um, how do you mentally and physically give yourself permission to rest? Because when it is a passion of something that you love doing, but it's also a career, it's a lot at once. Like you're always using your body. So how do you mentally and physically give yourself that break? Totally. Um, It's a good question. It's something I'm also constantly asking myself and navigating. Um, Yeah. I mean, I feel very thankful and fortunate that I, I teach a wide range of modalities. And I think to be honest, that is what has saved my body. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I'm pole dancing almost every single day. Like I, I am like up on that pole some days, like it's between like six hours to like eight to nine hours. Like it can be a lot, but I also teach um, a lot of flexibility training. So a lot of like active range of motion mobility work. Um, and then also you do have to, like when you're teaching, like, yeah, you demo once or twice. And honestly, that has like kept me and my creative juices flowing because I'm teaching at a certain, like when you're teaching also at like a body and pull and some of these, like a bunch of my students are like this really amazing level where they like can do all these techniques with like, well, shit, I have to up my game and like combine these techniques in new kind of fun, interesting ways. So that has kept me creatively um, like vibrant, you know? Um, but I also am actively trying to schedule out time to like make sure that I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> to be honest, like the warm ups are what's really, is what will get you when you're teaching 12 classes a week. And then you're also private clients and you're also like trying to do your own thing. You're like, holy crap, like this is a lot, you know? Um, so active mobility, um, flexibility training has helped me a lot, like keeping my body maintained. Um, I, and I really do try to also, I feel very thankful to live in New York where I can like go and see a bunch of different art and like see a lot of things, even though I'm like physically showing up and I'm like constantly trying to like fill my time also in alternative ways. So it's like, whether it's like me going to see a show like a new film or you know um, um it's a work in process showing and it's for experimental dance artists so it's not dancing um but I like I'm still like showing up in that way so there's like some like computer admin time um so it's like a balance between a bunch of different things um but yeah it is it is a process to figure out how can I like really make sure I'm getting the right amount of rest that I need um and I really do try to like listen to my body um, especially when it comes to sleep. Like if I am like feeling inspired one day and I'm like, I'm going to wake up early and like do like a hit class or something from my, from my house, like, uh, like on Peloton or something like that, you know? Um, and if I'm feeling like motivated to do that, it's like, yes, like it'll happen. And then if my body is telling me like, you can't, you should not do this. And I'm like, okay, I will listen to you and like give myself that rest. Cause I find after I taught yoga full-time before I taught pole dancing full-time in New York city. And I was like sleeping zero hours a night because I would like be waking up at 5 a.m. to commute to go teach the 6 30 a.m. class and I had taught my three classes by 10 a.m. but then it's like oh I want to go I want to go pole dancing so I'll go and I'll train and then I'll like go work my shift at this thing and then I like and then by the end of the day you're like okay I've been up for 17 hours I have to wake up at 5 a.m. again to do this and I find as soon as I change my schedule and I actually let my body rest and sleep and recover I, my body transformed and my energy levels transformed. It was like beyond, like cannot emphasize getting enough sleep is like so, so important. Um, and I think honestly is what makes me able to like do what I do um, because I am, like I am pole dancing like every single day. Um, I think the other thing too, and I'm very, very thankful for Bonnie and Pole to have the opportunity to teach so much is demoing on both sides and trying to offer both sides as I teach. Um, so it, creates less imbalance in my body. Um, the longer I've been teaching pole dancing like full time, the more I've realized, okay, like I have some tendencies to favor my right side or favor the left side of the split. And like, if I'm doing like anything that's like level 
even like level three, level two or level three, I'm like, I'm going to show you both sides because I have to keep my shit together. Um, yeah, like that's, that's also been a big one too. So those are like kind of tendencies that like, initially if you're teaching like one or two classes a week, like it doesn't really catch up with you, but when you're teaching like this much, that's something that's, that's hugely important is offering both, uh, both sides. Well, I'm sure it's been hard to find that rest more so recently with the uh, seven deadly sins and then into fringe and then some of the traveling you've been doing and then still trying to teach, right? And navigate your own business. So I'm sure it's been a little, can you talk a little bit more about that? Cause it sounds like that's been challenging too, to find rest time in there. Totally. So, I mean, seven deadly sins was like the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life, period. End of story. It was, it was insane. Um, and I, it was, again, an off-Broadway show, just to give people some context. It was seven different 10-minute plays. Um, there were 10-minute vignettes, um, and each one was a different sin. And so the play that I was casted in, um, it was a 10-minute solo. Um, it was by um, the playwright Bess Wool, um, and I danced to a monologue spoken by Cynthia Nixon, queen of this universe. Um, and it was... an yeah, it was dope. It was so cool. But when I say that we did the 10 minute set, I did like 10 minutes of pole dancing. It was all like relatively, like for me, relatively simple stuff. Like the most advanced thing I did was like a butterfly into like a handspring like that. And I did like a Superman, some leg hangs, some splits, you know, over the course of 10 minutes. But then I did that 10 minute set nine times a night, six nights a week for two months. So I was pole dancing the same set, the same set every single night, like for two months. Um, and I was also teaching full-time at body and pole at the same time to, cause that's where I get my health insurance and stuff like that. And to be honest, I probably could have taught less. Um, and I probably should have in retrospect, I like have no idea how I survived. Um, but I got like, it was crazy. I got so much stronger. I, um, I got like a permanent callus on my inside leg hang leg. Like I had like a, just a permanent <laughs> inside leg, like a full ass, like lizard skin from the entire inside of my thigh. Um, I like took a, I like took a mirror selfie after the production ended. Um, and I don't know if you've seen the meme with like the Barbie with Ken arms. Have you seen that with yes. Barbie with the Ken arms attached onto her body? Like literally like I, I looked like that. <laughs> no, you really did. I think I commented on that. I remember you posted that meme and I think I commented on it. I'm like, yeah, that is you. <laughs> like it was just bananas it was crazy but it was such a great experience like I loved and I, I mean talk about nuances I did the show like 250 something times so it's like when you do the same combo that many times over and over and over again then you you there's just like so many perf like to access such like a performative range is such a gift um and I feel so much for pole it's like you have this one show that you prep for you have this one comp you prep for over and over again and you do it once the end like you know versus like actually and the same thing with fringe this was much easier the fringe was actually awesome it was like it was a four minute and 20 second set and I did like really advanced things but I only did it once a night and I was like also up in Rochester so I wasn't teaching or anything like that like I had a couple private clients like online and stuff but not I wasn't really pole dancing so like I felt great like my shoulder felt amazing like it was it and then also when you're doing like the same 17 or whatever skills over and over again, then you're like, okay, this is cool versus teaching. You're like, okay, let me like reinvent the wheel for all these other things. Like that's different on your body, you know? Um, so yeah, it's definitely been like an interesting thing, but what I've realized and like my roommate reminds me of this all the time, because sometimes as like a type A human being, you can get really caught up in, in things. And like, especially during the pandemic, like everything is temporary, nothing fucking matters. <laughs> At the end of the day, like the things are constantly perpetually going to change. Um, whether it's your teaching schedule, whether it's like something in your life, whether it's like you get more work or less work or whatever, like there's things that are going to constantly be in flux, <laughs> uh, you know? Um, and yeah, just like being comfortable being like, I actually need to step away from this for a second, or I need to lean into this more. And like, and like the worst thing that happens is like, actually, I can't do that anymore. And you just like trust yourself to change what's happening. Um, and I think like, especially like grinding in New York and like during the pandemic, when I still had a lot of motivation and fire, um, I was like laid off as many of us were like laid off of all my jobs. And I was like, okay, well, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm like literally here. I like want to just like share my passion and connect with people. And I'm stuck in this space and I like, and I have all these resources and like, let me just like 
try it out, share it, go on Instagram live, make some Zoom rooms. And like, it was the most empowering thing, honestly, that happened to see people also wanting to engage with that work and wanting to connect. And like, yeah, I just never envisioned for myself to like make that happen for myself. I always, cause I'm so happy also in the space that I'm in, but I was like, oh, like I can also do my own thing. And it was, it was such an empowering experience, even though it was challenging. And I honestly, I think that like that taught me so much, um, like just being able to, I don't know, like make it happen for you, especially when you're like, okay, if the opportunities aren't here right now in this moment in time, like we can get creative and just like still make it happen. Um, yeah. And like, I just am trying to apply that for like all parts of my life being like, okay, like if, you know, if I, I really want to teach like a certain thing or like be a part of like a certain production or something before, especially before Seven Deadly Sins. I don't know why I just assumed that everyone would like reach out to me and be like, Hey, like, do you want to do this thing? And like, that's, I don't, it's so foolish. Like, it's just like, that doesn't happen. Like you have to make it happen for yourself, like whatever it is. Um, and I, I feel so thankful that the pandemic kind of catapulted me into like, I, I have to make this happen for myself. I want to teach and I'm going to keep teaching. Even if I don't have a physical space to do it in like in a studio, I'll do it online and like had students like all over the world. And like, it literally funded like me to like get this LLC and like do all these things which I feel very thankful for. And people still, even though people are zoomed out, like we're still doing class, like we're still doing it. Like I saw folks all over the place. Um, which I feel very, very thankful for. Um, but yeah, and then even now, like after getting these contracts this summer, I was like, damn, like I really, and both of these I was connected with like personally, like people knew me and then they like sent them my way. Um, and I still like had to like send materials or whatever, but like I am realizing like, whoa, like I really love to do this. I want to do this more. Let me put my, put my shit all over the place and like be like, just see where it sticks, you know? And so that's kind of been, where I've been at right now is just like applying for a lot of opportunities in various spaces, like different like casting companies, different um, nightlife spaces in New York, spaces like with contracts like in Vegas and like every like everywhere. Cause like, you know, the worst thing that happens is you just don't hear back, which will happen for like 99% of what it is. But then for the 1% that does, it's awesome. You build an experience, you meet people and you do the thing. So that's where I'm at right now, at least in my own like life trajectory. No, I love that mentality and that you were able to, when at a time when your career essentially was like on hold and you were told you can't work and that's your source of income and your benefits. And, and I know a lot of people can relate to this, like that panic of like, well, how am I going to provide for myself? What am I going to do? And so you really were able to shift that and a lot of your classes, you offer them for free, correct? through the pandemic for a while you did yeah it was too long um <laughs> I, I did um I did like pay what you can and I actually I I do say by like I think that it was actually really awesome it, it was an offering for folks that also were in a similar situation as me that like were laid off or were had work on hold or whatever but then I also had many folks that like still had their salary job and were just working from home so I had people like actually probably pay more than than what I was asking and then some people that couldn't quite meet that mark or pay for class and so it like I ended up being okay I was so thankful that I had people like still showing up and supporting and creating like a community like like people would talk before and after class on the zoom room people would start, start following each other on Instagram from all over the world like it's it's really cool to see like this kind of set sense of community that was built and I honestly think that was what was most successful about like my zooming by zooming is that a verb zooming we're zooming we're zooming but it's like I don't know there I've taken also a bunch of the zoom classes where people just kind of show up and like they lead you through the thing and they don't say anyone's name and they don't really like engage or connect one-on-one -on -one. and like people just want to be seen like people want to people want to connect and like Otherwise, then they'd all just get like a subscription for Obey and like leave everyone else alone. Like, you know what I mean? Like you would, you want to like actually like interact with other people. And so that, that is also what I was craving during the pandemic. And I think what made my classes as successful as they were, because even like fierce practitioners that are offering amazing techniques, like weren't as successful because I think that they like just weren't prioritizing like that kind of sense of connection with each other. Um, yeah. And like, I feel very thankful for that. Cause now I have like friends, like freaking all over the place. Like 
I um one of my like next goals I want to do like a European tour because I have like clients and people now all over and I'm like okay I'm gonna go and visit you I'm gonna go visit you I'm gonna go visit you and like just figure out how how to make that happen um but we're gonna make it happen like it just yeah it just feels really inspiring it's like a launch pad for some new things yeah and so it shows you like when you can even when you're scared or you're unsure, you know, trusting the process and not forcing an outcome, like you really just stated, it sounds like intentional in your purpose, which was to serve your passion, but also um, serve, you know, provide that to other people and to bring together this community and see people for who they are. And you're so right, because I've taken a lot of classes with people as well. And half the time, the instructor doesn't even know who you are. You're just in their class, you know, but I feel like you do take the time to get to know people and let them be seen. You use their name, you point things out to them, you give them instruction and you allow, you, you do have that, Jen likes this word container. You hold this container for people, you know, whether that's Zoom or in person. And so that really, I mean, would you agree that by doing that and making that shift that that helped to um, like propel, is that the right word? Propel, um, your, your business and your career? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that was something that was really, um, instilled in me. Actually, when I was teaching yoga, I was, um, I taught like full-time at, at Core Power for a while. Um, and they're really emphasize, they emphasize a lot about like connecting with people using like their names and like all these things like that. And which is something I've always been like, oh, I would love to do that, but I'm like not good at it and like whatever. And uh, it's actually like, it's like a muscle, like the more you kind of flex it, the stronger it gets. And like now I, I very much pride myself in like being able to like, I know every single one of my students' names um, and I'm able to call them by their name, like every, when I'm giving them instruction and corrections. And yeah, like that just seems like integral to me now. And I think that it's just like, just literally that action is like, I mean, I'm sure there's also other things. I also am like a giant goofball on Zoom and like, you're like laughing and also like your leg is behind your head and you're like, what the fuck is going on? But like, it's a, it's a great time. Like, I'm not gonna lie, but um, it, I think also that kind of like sense of like connection is, it's so important. Cause like, I don't know, at the end of the day like there's so many resources that are available that are like pre-recorded or pre-offered, you know, and which is great and a great resource for so many folks, but um. I yeah if like people are craving that kind of in-person connection um that I think has been a huge game changer for me both in person in studio spaces and then also outside of that um in like zoom rooms and stuff like that so mm -hmm. yeah could not could not agree more that is definitely a big part of it so what advice would you give to someone who is either just starting their career or feeling kind of stuck or feeling like they're not moving forward, whether that's in their career or in life, what advice would you give them? Totally. Um, couple of things. I mean, I, I like constantly just like take, like taking in new information, whether it's like your, whether it's like taking class, like signing up for someone that inspires you and maybe even like journaling for yourself. Like, why does this person inspire you? What about them? Are you like, moved by um it, it, even like doing a barter or exchange with like finances or thing I did a really awesome exchange and I'm still doing it my friend Allison Sheeler um she's a contortionist based in New York and also taught at body and pole when we were both there together um she's like a crazy bendy noodle monster and I did a barter with her and we still we're, we're, we're still doing it um I teach her pole dancing every week and she makes me do a back bend every week so but she like teaches me contortion and as a forward boulder all this is like has been really challenging and really humbling and hard for me but like just being in that like kind of rigorous practice and be like oh I gotta get ready for my for my thing every week you know and then like feeling and like seeing tangible progress and growth even if it's something like I mean, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I will never perform any of this shit ever. Zero. I have like no intention to like probably offer it beyond and then it's for myself, but it's for me. And I feel so much stronger. I feel like I have a better understanding of these kinds of techniques and of my body and like, and it's built like the beautiful relationship. And like that kind of like, that has offered me a sense of inspiration, even though it's outside of like my primary modality or form that is like, fueled me to continue finding new pathways, new things, and new ways of teaching material. Um, so just highly recommend surround yourself with people that inspire you and like 
just like just like don't be afraid to be like yo do you want to do you want to swap you want to be around can I take your class you know like you want to get coffee like whatever it is um yeah because the worst thing that happens is they're like no and you're like all right <laughs> whatever next person so, oh, next, next. <laughs> you lost you lost out on an opportunity um <laughs> so that's that's one thing um as like someone starting an LLC I and like starting a business it can feel really overwhelming sometimes. Like it can be like, a, especially, oh my God, like starting an LLC in New York, holy guacamole. Like it's like, it's, there's so many annoying things. Like you have to like have it, like your your business published in five different publications in Kings County, but you have to like either find those five publications or you can pay some company $500 to do it. You know, like it's, there is definitely like financial lifts that I was not anticipating. There has been a lot of paperwork or things I was not anticipating. Um, I ended up having to invest in an accountant who has helped me with both my personal finances and these finances. And it's been, it's been like, like very helpful, honestly, to have someone that I'm like, I really trust you. I understand that you understand this work and this process. Um, and like, just to like, kind of, know that the first year is like kind of a heavy lift but then moving forward you kind of get and understand like the terrain that you have to navigate um but yeah like I am very very thankful to have done it because it's it's taught me something that I probably would never have like sought out like I would never I'm not very interested in like S corp tax brackets like I'm not like I'm not very interested in those kinds of things and I because it's not something that's ever really applied to my life. And so I'm very thankful that I've had the opportunity to like learn something that's been a little bit challenging for me in that process. Um, but yeah, I, I like, yeah, just know that the first year is a lift, but moving forward, it's, it's definitely worth it. Um, because also it's just like, you are your business. Like so much of this work is like, you are your damn business and you just need to, it's just like a reimagining or re-envisioning of like what I'm offering, which is myself is also like an entity that can be like that, that, that is a business, you know? And so it's been like also a bit of a mental gymnastics um, routine for me, but it's, it's been worth it for sure. Um, yeah. I've people also ever need recommendations. I recommend on um, legal zoom is what I got my LLC through and they've been awesome. Um, yeah. And that's where I like kind of started that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's a learning curve for sure. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I guess is also the other thing. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to, when you own your own business, you know, and, yeah. and right. There are a lot of things that I look back now, even just a year ago, the things I didn't know when I was starting my own LLC as well. And it's like, wow, I've learned so much about the business side of things, but also even just like social media and marketing things. I just, I didn't know. Um, and so that's also a personal and professional growth that as just know, like, as you move through these experiences, each experience you are learning from, you are taking from. And totally. so just because I know we have to wrap up, my last question is like, what would you say the biggest thing is that you've learned about yourself along the way? Mm. I mean, I know there's probably more than one, but <laughs> yeah, um, I, yeah, I mean, if I've, yeah, I, I've just learned that I'm more resilient than I could ever imagine. Um, and like, just when, when things don't necessarily go the way that you've anticipated or planned, it's like being able to like, just kind of get back up on your feet and just like, keep, like, keep on doing the work that you want to do. Like, cause at the end of the day, like we're in this for passion, right? We're in this because it's something that like, it fuels our souls. And like, we found like, we've, at least for me and my relationship to pole dancing and movement is like, I feel more connected to myself. And I feel like by doing this work, I access a, the, the largest version of myself, like beyond anything I could have imagined even like five, 10 years ago. Um, yeah. And just like knowing, like rooting back and like, why do I do this work? Why am I passionate about this, about this form? Why am I passionate about doing these things and identifying for that for yourself and like knowing like, okay, well, if this door closes. How can I also share or offer or lean into these things that give me this kind of level of passion and drive and motivation and continue to see how it manifests in various different ways. Like Jen, what you were saying is like when you're, when you um, 
stop feeling that inspiration to do to 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 paint right or to do like your visual art it starts manifesting in other forms of art right and it's yeah just like leaning into like what feels genuine and real and good right now and like just lean into that because life is just like too short to to not do what you love you know and not lean into the things that feel good yeah the why question I love that I always when I feel I'm not being intentional about something or I feel squirrely I love bringing myself back to okay well, why are you doing this? Why are you dancing? Why are you trying to reach this goal? Why, why, why? And it really, I feel like it helps to keep um, myself centered around that. Totally. Um, so how can people find you? If they want to take a class with you, if they want to follow you, where can they find you? Yes, 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 yes. Um, so three major ones. So I, my Instagram is at Donkakong. It's D-O-N-K-A-K-O-N-G. Um, and it's a lot of pole dancing videos and some, you know, like shenanigans, some, some bad memes. Yeah, so yeah, some bad has pictures. Um, so that's my Instagram. And then on my Instagram, I also link a bunch of different things, including my website. My website, I'm very proud of. It is like a personal visual resume portfolio. Um, and it's also high key a reason I've gotten a lot of the contracts and jobs that I've that it, it like that I've had just to have everything visually in one place. Um, so I highly recommend for folks that are like starting on out, build your damn website. <laughs> um, it's uh, www.donnacarnow.com. Um, and then on there, I also have a newsletter. Um, as a friendly reminder, none of us own these little squares on Instagram. <laughs> like they, at the end of the day, are not ours. So it's good to still be able to connect and network with people, you know, outside of like these platforms that aren't that we don't even own. <laughs> so I have a newsletter. It's called Happenings, and I send it out every once in a while. It used to be weekly. It has slowly become a monthly experience. So if you're interested in checking that out, um, the, it's called Happenings. You can find it on my website or my Instagram. And then I will send updates every once in a while of things that are happening in my life. Um, yeah. And I, I'm really thankful, y'all. Thank you so much for having me on your platform and sharing just a little morsel of my life and like my journey. It's been really exciting to share. And it's also really inspiring to hear how you guys hold space and how you guys have navigated being business owners as well. It's really, really beautiful. Um, yeah. And I just, I'm really excited to, to see where it keeps going. Congrats on your podcast and all of the, all the journeys. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. I know your life is beautiful and crazy. So I know that <laughs> taking time out of the schedule isn't an easy thing to do. And we will also put all your information in the show notes. So anyone who's looking to find you can do that. And we just Great. really appreciate and value your time today and everything you shared. It was absolutely beautiful. Thanks for coming yeah. on with us for a while. <laughs> thank you. It was so much fun. I had a blast much for listening to today's episode. If you want more information on Donna or on the podcast, please look in the show notes below and everything that you want to find can be found there. And we hope you chime in for next week's episode. Thanks guys.